Oh, hey, it's Simon here. Just a quick one to let you know about a very cool feature where you can now text the show for free. There's a link at the bottom of the show notes. You click it, your SMS app opens, and you can send us a message directly. There's a little code at the beginning of the message. Don't delete that. It helps the podcast provider know where to direct your message, i.e. straight to me. Don't worry, we don't see your number or any details, so we can't reply. We just see the area code, so we know roughly where you're messaging from. Super cool. And again, free. So why not try it out during this episode? Let us know which episode you're listening to, or where you are, or what you liked, or join in with some banter, or make a bee pun, or recommend a movie, or tell me what snacks you're into. Anything that comes to mind. Like I said one more time, it's free. So shoot us a text, and I'll respond to my favourites on future episodes. Okay. Let's get into it. It's time for one final attack. I'll allow a super soldier with a computer in his mind. That's fine, but that guy would have seen him in his peripheral vision. No, nope. sir. <laughs> Activating super combat combo two. In three, two, one. I am the most complete fighter in the world. If you got a motherfucker. You can call it the art of fighting without fighting. Stick around. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate on me. Dodge this. Welcome to episode 14. Lucky for people who aren't 13 welcome to episode 14 of dodges is an action movie podcast my name is simon fielder i'm coming live even though you're listening to it pre-recorded from amsterdam in the united states of europe um and i am joined as ever by wait just one second i took him out i took him out i had to take him out because i had to i had to save the world simon this podcast is full of drama Historically, it has been struck by the hand of COVID-19 twice already, and you're not going to believe this, listener, but um, whew, what a week we've had. I was in London last week. Me and Matthew were in the same room in real life where we were recording a podcast. Sadly, we were not. What? We didn't, we didn't have time to record a podcast and go and see Top Gun Maverick. We just said hello, had a drink, and it was uh, lovely. We are friends in real life. Um, I then returned from London. The plan was we would see Top Gun Maverick. We would make this podcast about that film. However, goddamn London gave me COVID-19, didn't it? So I had to stay in my house all of last week. And Matthew has now gone on holiday for two weeks to a place where they don't have podcasts. <laughs> um, oh, but in the interests of momentum and podcasting and my absolutely unwavering, some might call it completely ill-founded and pointless commitment to this podcast, I have roped in friend of the show, yes, Emile Stragaboudier, uh, to have a chat with me about some action movies instead hello emil well well then who did i take out if he's on vacation this is how oh, that's worried. yeah he does have a he has a network of doubles like saddam hussein 
Son of a bitch. Uh, so happy to be here because uh, it forced me to watch another Bollywood movie. Or maybe it was a Tolly. I didn't do a lot of research because I was cr- I was a bit crunched for time. So I, I literally just finished watching it. Okay, bad start. Bad start, Emil. Look, but luckily we're it learning. is a Bollywood movie. Yes, we're learning. we are learning. Um, however, before we get into the meat of the podcast, I told Matthew that he had uh, been replaced by a super soldier. A younger and hotter looking yeah um we can rebuild him uh but i did ask matthew if he had a few words to share with us and you know what he absolutely did um so i'm gonna uh, matt's got a little message for for all of us and for the listener check this out oh hi everyone it's just me uh matthew i'm not there with simon as you're aware because i'm on an island in scotland which is not podcast ready i I would say uh but it is sort of wicker man country so if this is the last you hear from me uh that's probably why hope you're enjoying the uh lovely podcast today not sure what what section this is really just me leaving a voice note wishing everyone well uh, i'm gonna dash because uh some villagers in animal mess are playing music and it looks quite interesting actually and there's some sort of uh some sort of structure being erected so uh, i'll just go and check that out uh see you next time bye-bye <laughs> Matthew Hyten there, coming to <laughs> us live from the Isle of Skye, north of Scotland, I want to say. I want to say that's where that is, and that is based on guesswork and not an actual map. But, well um, done. I, I think Matthew and I will become fast friends once we get to know each other more, because we both our first instinct was both to kill him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone, upon seeing Matthew arriving into their um, vicinity wants to kill him so that's that's, that's a nice right. welcome isn't it now emil since you're stepping into matthew's uh giant britches yes. and shoes, you're not just going to be we're not just wheeling you in to talk about rrr and Mm-mm. have it be the most listened to episode or youtube video that i've ever put out <laughs> yeah so no pressure no pressure on delivering on this one Ooh, on boy. this not zeitgeisty um, i'm here for the numbers that's movie. Like it. yeah that's it <laughs> just god we've got a boss to the numbers wheel emil in get him in um <laughs> So we've it's got- the closest. Sorry, that's the closest I'll ever be to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I think <laughs> trending. He's yeah. trending on my my YouTube channel. No, we need we need it. to revive Fast and Furious. Get him in. Get him in. <laughs> Give it time. We're going to start from the very beginning, and we're going to bloody work through it. Here, you've you've heard the podcast. Emil's a Big one fan. of one of our top top listeners. They don't tell you who listens to it, <laughs> but I know you're second to my mum. Um. <laughs> What we like to kick it off with some stuff outside. I would say the remit of the podcast, but as I say that, I realize that all of the things I'm bringing to this section are 100% within the remit of the podcast, but have not won um, the top spot on the podium this month. It's things that you've seen or consumed outside of the action slash podcast world. I'll start if you like. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. You 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 have the wheel. I'm just in charge of the, the music. Well, as direction. I say, there was um there was the enormous Top Gun Maverick kerfuffle because um you know we've ridden the RRR hype train perfectly. I feel like um now we have definitely missed the Top Gun Maverick uh, hype train. I'm still super excited to see it when I'm allowed back in public, which I think is now. Whether or not we get to cover it on the podcast is TBC. However, 
I needed, we needed to talk about something. Uh, there was a bunch of things on my list. I've, I've smashed through a few things with my fingers crossed, hoping one of these is going to be absolutely perfect for the podcast. The first one, it was a gamble. I'll admit we watched the trailer um, a few episodes ago for Interceptor, the old, the new straight to Netflix movie starring, well, you, you know her from uh, the Fast and Furious um, franchise. Don't know the name of the character she plays. She's married she's, to Chris she's Hemsworth. Oh, she's mm. an Australian actress? I think she might be Spanish. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. This is why Matt always has IMDb open. I, I should have everything in front of me every time. Anyway, I don't want to dwell on it too long, but I thought, look, it's designed as a meat and two veg, no nonsense action movie. It's the type of shit that we love to talk about on the show. I watched it. It's not great. I'm sorry to say it's, it's probably filmed during the pandemic. It's clearly very low budget. It mostly takes place in one room. I think the trailer oversells the action content. The script is very bad. However, Netflix is pushing it pretty hard, and I imagine it's in everyone's top 10 as you listen to this. Uh, can't recommend it. That's that's cold. Sorry. Sorry, Netflix. It, it is surprising that if most of it takes place in one room, uh, that... Yeah, the trailer, I think, is all outside and people getting shot. It's been a while since I've seen the trailer. I had no intention of watching it after. I suspect the same um, massive piece of green cloth that they filmed the entirety of Red Notice in front of. Mm. Um, yeah, a couple of outside shots. They don't They don't look bad. It's just that you feel like they sell it as, you know, die hard on an oil rig. But it's really like die hard in one room on an oil rig. See, um, one of my favorite movies, and I have to say one of because of how much I uh, love RRR uh, still currently, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is 12 Angry Men, which also takes place in one room. It's one, it it's one of my absolutely most beloved things. So but it's they're always not having a fist fight. Exactly. So for an action movie, not necessarily <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for, for a considerate philosophical debate about the death penalty, yes. <laughs> absolutely perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you watched anything outside the remit of the podcast? Well, so, yeah, I, I, I realized how much time um, uh, wrestling and Formula One takes up. So I kind of realized, wow. oh, yeah, I don't, I don't watch soup like not a ton of movies and then the last one was a top gun but it was sort of the uh, outside of the ream uh but i do rewatch a lot of stuff it was or, original top gun or new top Gun. no the the new one the new one. Oh, okay can you give us a non-spoiler effect like one sentence if you love the 80s but with a better production value you're gonna fucking love it okay you're like gonna, a, it's like yeah. a, it's like it's like the weekend like it's 80s music essentially just with 2022 production values which makes it that much better oh that's a great pitch actually for it yeah i mean i'm gonna go and watch it everyone's everyone's loving it also formula one and wrestling both action-packed in a way so. Very much, and a lot of dramas, even in formula one in the last two seasons with max verstappen and lewis hamilton but this simon is not a Formula One podcast. So no, I'll, there, the I'll Formula immediately One yank this cart back to, to <laughs> movies. So I've rewatched, uh, speaking of consistency and, and like the airing of uh, this podcast, for instance, like I think what consistency does is for you, it's great, but like people can miss out on stuff. Like I missed out on the last South Park season, and that's the thing I watched this week. So <laughs> besides working Formula One and wrestling. And uh, I, I I lumped it in here because there there's also a couple of hour specials, so it's like eh, they're getting they're getting there. They're more cinematic stuff, and it's so good. 
like people who are always bitching about the Simpsons now. I'm like, yeah, but South Park is as good, if not better than ever. Like, it, it was, I watched, I uh, think, the COVID episodes. I've watched a couple of the long ones. Yeah. And I found them to be enjoyable. Uh, like, you know, yeah. a, like a few sort of like, <laughs> and like well-observed. They kind of do, they're kind of like South Park in a different place, not like potty humor South Park that we think about, but more like, oh, it's kind of a satire. I mean, I guess it has always been satire, but like it's much more laser accurate satire of current events. Yeah. And I, and, and in the last few seasons, they've done these through lines throughout entire seasons, which means all of a sudden it becomes much better when binging it as well if what we're watching a couple of episodes in a row because stuff gets called back and so you, yeah you see those intricacies a bit better because i felt that with covid but and now when i rewatch all of them i'm like this is much better than i remembered it to be so uh that's that's what i've been doing some watching some animated stuff i'm glad actually this that's, that's much different because i because mine is just like what have we seen outside the podcast i watched action films <laughs> a terrible action movie yeah <laughs> i've got no breadth this episode I, I watched two other films in fact one of which will interest you one of which is a movie called hell hath no fury um which is by a director called jesse v johnson who is a uh, dtv stalwart He's uh he's directed a, a bunch of like uh, movies I have enjoyed like the Debt Collector movies with Scott Adkins. Uh, he also directed Avengement, another good Scott Adkins movie. A lot of Adkins work. This one, no Adkins. Um, it's a, a kind of like a small scale World War Two thriller kind of caper. I don't think it's a caper. It's just a kind of a departure from what he usually does. And while it is quite enjoyable, I felt like it didn't really deliver enough as a, I'm making a massive departure, making an indie film about World War II. And also then it had some action and the action was kind of like, yeah, it's fine. Like, oh, he uses like real squibs, which is like, cool. Nice that they're not all After Effects on, which is something we'll definitely touch upon later. But at the same time, then it just didn't, I don't know. It was like a fine movie, but it didn't tick enough of the boxes for me. And it certainly wasn't action-packed enough to to feature outside of this tiny section on the podcast. And finally, <laughs> off the back of RRR, I watched Bayou Bali, which is um, from the same director, SS Rajamuli. Um, which was one of the hugest uh, grossing movies in uh, in Indian cinema. I found it very interesting. I will say it was an enjoyable watch, but coming to it from RRR, it's obvious why RRR is the international crossover movie and this isn't. I feel like this is a very enjoyable movie, but it also does all the things that Indian cinema does that have made it quite inaccessible for us the the west white people how whatever you we want to be called all the things that have historically you know made made you go oh yeah oh, i don't know oh there's uh, like some singing and dancing like oh it's a bit hammy in places like oh it looks a bit like a soap opera or, like mm, the cg's a bit janky like it definitely does all of those things but also it does do some really like fun stuff and it's super action packed and it's very like epic. I suppose it's on a scale that you don't often see. Um so yeah, I I found it very interesting to kind of see, oh look, in 10 years time when he's got more budget and like more at his disposal, 
he's going to just, that's going to be incredible. And that's what RRR is, I think. But if I'd right. gone in without that context, I think it would have been quite tricky. I, I think the layman would not get past the first 20 minutes unless they were like a fan of Indian cinema. Wow. Okay. It's very Indian cinema. Is this just because of the style? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's sort of fairy tale and it's just, it has all those. I, I see. I saw someone refer to some in Indian cinema being very memey sometimes. When you see right. clips of like action movies or old Indian movies, m- memey seemed like a good term. You know, like uh, very uh, OTT or e- I guess memey is like easy to make fun of, which which feels like reductive. That's not what it is. I'm not. I'm not saying it's like not something else it is what it is and that's what it is but to our tastes that can sometimes be quite difficult to kind of yeah. get on board with and i think like the more sure. indian cinema we watch the more you kind of like okay this is what what it is culturally. yeah you can start building sort of the cabinet in which you place hollywood movies of, oh this is what this movie is trying to be which everybody loves to do and why we're always you know if something there's a if there's a mashup of sorts where I'll go, oh my God, it's new. We have to build a new cabinet within the art. Well, that's it, yeah. The only thing we have to compare it to is the things we've grown up watching our whole yeah. life. And if you'd grown up watching Indian movies, then these these things aren't uh, aren't new or different to you. But coming to it f- with, from our, you know, uh, goggles, it's like, can yeah. be quite culturally challenging is how I would I would put it. Yeah, but I think it's also the thing that makes me very excited for it because it, it it's almost unstoppable to have those assumptions and judgment. Like I did watch Interceptor based on the trailer where I went, yeah, no, I think I know what this is. And with, yeah. you know, Indian movies, I don't have that yet, which is very exciting. Uh, I've, I found that watching uh, our, our main feature, which we'll get to. So I'll save that little bit as a little tease. Thank you. I like it. I like that you tease <laughs> tea things up. And then um, suffice to say, Bio Bali is um, obviously almost three hours long. That goes without saying. Um, it's an SS Rajamuli movie. Uh, it's also part one, but quite literally, uh, it's half the story. So even though I enjoyed it probably less than I had hoped, I will have to watch part two to find out how it how it turns out. Right. Okay. And that's the end of my um, SS Rajamuli adventure for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's that time. Let's get into some trailers, Emil. Yay, trailers! I'm a trailer park boy. Welcome to the party, pal. Come on, uh, look, at very sh- look at this shirt. He's got his massive bucket of popcorn. He's just ready. Num, num, num. He's, gonna, he's gonna get gotten through that before we get to the movie. Quick sidestep. There's a there's a Twitch channel that uses the little theme music they would play here in the Netherlands in front of the trailers. So it's it's I as soon as they did it, it was very triggering. Like I can smell the popcorn. I'm in a red seat. I'm ready to watch the trailers. <laughs> like oh my god, this is work. So yes, trailers. Trailers are All fun. Right. I'm gonna dig that, dig that out and play it in. I don't I don't know how I'll find it. Okay, we got a few to get through. First one up is. From out of nowhere, in a way, this is a movie that's going straight to Hulu, which means I don't know where you'll be able to watch it in Europe, but I will probably be able to see it somehow. Uh, from the director of Fury, the uh, Vietnamese actioner Lee Van Kee, to want to say it's called The Princess. It's about a princess <laughs> who doesn't want to marry a guy so far so not for their podcast but then she kicks everyone's ass yeah the first thing i wrote down after i saw it was i hope it delivers on what it says on the tin 
because that was awesome. It's very simple. And it's one of those, it really felt like, please don't overcomplicate this with anything else. Straightforward metaphor about a woman, you know, uh, fighting her way out of the patriarchy. Like it's, that's what metaphors are for. Like if you can't explain it properly with uh, the actual words, use a metaphor and hopefully it's there to clarify, not to confuse. I hope it delivers. It's it's R-rated, which I feel like is a, is a good thing for an action movie, even though it's squarely aimed at teenagers, I would say, yeah. based on the concept that the girl who is in it is from The Princess Diaries, which I, which I think is Joey a, Netf- King? a yeah. Netflix movie, which oh, okay. I have not watched because it's definitely not. Oh, not The Princess Diaries, The Diary? So it's like a prequel thing? Oh, no, Diaries. Sorry, oh. I didn't. Jesus Christ. I, didn't, I, didn't I only know off. that Anne Hathaway is in those movies. I didn't. <laughs> oh, in that case, I've, I've could Joe, be. Is Joey King is in there. I, I believe that's her She's name. She's super yes. young, yeah. Is, is she in any princess-based diary? I'm not Matthew. I don't have um, <laughs> okay, I'm my do IMDb open at the minute. <laughs> okay, you talk. I'm IMDb. So, um. Oh, there's a thing that immediately popped up, which was it, it, it's playing my bad reputation, or yeah, bad reputation um, throughout it's the, the entire thing. It's the kissing booth. I'm it's sorry. The kissing booth. It's, the kissing it's not even booth. remotely princessy. No, it's another Netflix movie that I have not watched or movie. In fact, three movies. It's a real trend for trailers in the past couple of years to just use one song throughout the entire thing. I think in one year, the Beastie Boys sabotage was in three different trailers <laughs> used exactly the same way, which was right. infuri- infuriating. Like Song 2 by Blur. Yes. yeah. <laughs> like that song only belongs to FIFA 98 and that's it. <laughs> God, I bet, I bet it's horrific how much money they made off that compared to like their Less. previous catalog i mean right. i'm sure they're not complaining but nonetheless yeah. uh but it, it triggered something else which was like oh some probably some of these teenagers uh might hear this and go hey that's ronda rousey's entrance music from the wwe because she uses <laughs> that song uh which in itself is a is exceptional because they tend to make their own music they like to own their stuff and it's just it made me kind of happy like yeah it uh, that's fine if they think that like there's there's no issue with it but I, it, sure. it was kind of wonderful to see that progression of like old rock and roll hit being loved by somebody to now reaching an audience that it wasn't really intended for uh, and true hopefully, yes. and hopefully loving it i feel like we're i'm getting to that age where you know when your dad is like oh you all this music sounds like the music we used to listen to i'm exactly at the point where i'm like sorry who is this oh this is a new artist because this sounds exactly like someone from when i was uh 20 years old <laughs> that's true for rock and roll as well like I of don't course care what it's true for everything right everything yeah. is cyclical but i guess like the longer you've been alive the more you've literally just see it happening yeah i think that's why everybody's like excited about quote-unquote foreign movies like it feels like a weird thing to say but like squid games doing well now hopefully with our, our indian movies making their way across is yeah, yeah feeding that now that's the second tease that i'm doing on why this is a good thing <laughs> all right i hope this is gonna deliver let's it's, say it won't um, um i think i'll probably um i'll watch will it, i will watch the princess based on the general vibe i don't know who's behind like the action and the um uh, choreography and stuff but obviously the dude directing it has pedigree in good action and and the the, the clippage the clippage in the trailer looks like it, it might deliver and it certainly might be fun so i might give it a look next up we got the full trailer for predator 17 aka prey i think it's tech we worked out it's technically predator 7 if you count <laughs> 
you count the Alien versus Predator movies, plus the two that we forgot about last time, which was oh, the, the 2017 reboot. one. Yeah, yeah. I watched that. Yeah. And its sequel. Yes, your face says it all. No, sequel? No one, there was Predator, and then there was Predators. Oh, God. I think. Okay. I, all of it passed me by. I was excited because Shane Black was involved, and then I was not excited when I read all the reviews. Mm. As for this, <laughs> ah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an intrigued. Uh, a part of me is like, clearly it's a very different vibe. It's a very 2022. There's no like muscle-bound Arnie's or Jesse Ventura's. They're not going to beat the Predator with Brawn this time. So, I mean, I'm interested to see how well, a quite petite lady can outsmart the Predator. Ah, so there's a moment within the trailer that where she says the line, it knows how to hunt, but I know how to survive. And that's like, that's it. And it, it's, that's it. That sold you. That, that did sell me. You know why? Because it's, it's very wrestling adjacent. There was a bit in the predator in the trailer where she throws a tomahawk and it's attached to like what looks like a piece of elastic and it comes back into but, her hand. Yeah. That was the point that sold me on the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is like, oh, this is yeah, if you if you if this is your instinct to go with storytelling wise, that's that's gonna appeal to me because it's very wrestling like. Well, oh, if Rey Mysterio is about five foot five, maybe like he's tiny is going up against somebody bigger, which is everybody. The story's always going to be underdog. Can he win? Uh, which yes. is a great thing. Like, I don't have your tools, so I need to be smart and offensive to take you down. And I do like that they're going... I think it's in the past, if I'm not mistaken, right? I, it's yes, it's post-apocalyptic. It's in the ye oldie world yeah. in Native America. Which I, I, I think they hinted at in all those other movies, saying like, look, they've been doing this for forever. So it's nice to see that throughout the ages. And like, I'm afraid that after, because I'm, I will give this a shot because it, they seem to have a grip on it. But it, I, I'm afraid I'll walk away going, they should have done this with multiple timelines somehow because then it's a one and done. We've got all, because now I'm afraid like, oh, if this kind of does well or makes its money back, we're going to get like, and now the Ice Age. <laughs> yes. The Predaverse. Yeah. Predatorverse. So. Predatorverse. Yeah. Yes, I'll go with Predatorverse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the oh, there was a, the the one, the other shot. That's the shot. I just remembered what made me have hope in the movie was the shot where they're in tall grass and uh, the, the the three dots appear on her forehead, and then the the shot misses, and they get chased. And it does exactly what I hoped it would, which is you see the two people running, and then this invisible path invisible behind thing them chasing them. Yeah. Like then you understand because that that was both a little surprising. I think if if you if you're not constantly trying to guess the outcome of a movie, which I fucking hate, um, and and even if you do, then it was still so like yeah, you delivered on this hope that I had you would do. Yeah, and also you know that speaks to their smarts because uh, you can't see it while it's running around. Get it into the tall grass, then you can see where it is. And I love. They can outsmart the predator. It's invincible, except give it water. You make it set off its little self-destruct button, and then (laughs) you ain't got time to bleed. Okay, we got we got two two more trailers real fast. We got uh, the man from Toronto. This is a Netflix movie starring Kevin Hart, Woody Harrelson, in the vein of um, I guess it's a action comedy. Yeah, it's from the director of The Hitman's Bodyguard, which does not fill me with uh, hope 
or Expendables 3. Haven't seen it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like you there's not going to be any surprises here. We know what this is. It's the exact sort of movie that everyone watches on Netflix when they're a bit tired and they don't really want to be challenged. So it's a Big anything. Mac is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, basically. Or, or a Whopper. It's basically a movie that will be at number one on Netflix for one week. Right. Okay. And then everyone will be like, yeah, it was right. Yeah, it was fine. I, I'll be like, nah, I'm not going to watch it. And then, and then I'll let my guard down. And then I'll accidentally my, watch yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I really only had two thoughts watching this, which was, oh, yeah, there's the one song throughout the entire thing again, which was DMX in this one. Sure. Uh, and that getting hit by a car with CGI is not quite there yet. Yeah. <laughs> right. Not right. Quite there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there was some good action in the Hitman's Bodyguard. I think just the rest of it was meh. And expendable. Yeah, the only shot that surprised seen. me, yeah, was was the jump off the balcony, um, which I thought like, oh, this this is what technology does to a movie. Like the first time you could move a camera was huge, <laughs> like this big moment. And so, but it's, and obviously this constantly happens with little new tech things they can figure out that allows them to make and do shots even with, like without CGI. Uh, that are surprising like it makes you think in a different way which uh, i'm excited about yeah but tbc on this, this one. movie yeah <laughs> yeah yeah one final one the uh Whoop. another trailer for it came out um this week and i'm i'm quite excited for this one is bullet train mm. um based on the japanese novel of the same name which i've been reading since approximately christmas i would say <laughs> not um i'm not a person who dives into books and devours yeah. them i'm a person who forgets to read them for quite a long time and then reads three pages before he falls asleep every night i hear yeah. you that's why we're on this podcast no, that's, that's not on the I'm, book club podcast yes. <laughs> that's why i'm doing a podcast about cinema mm -hmm. um yeah. but uh this is from 87 north the um guys behind uh the john wick franchise mm. um atomic blonde um, oh this makes more sense now and the guy who directed or co-directed the original John Wick, um, and also you'll be aware of him because he directed Hobson Shaw. And Emil yeah. is the biggest fan of mm. the Fast and Furious um, Hobbs, universe. Hobbs and Shaw's awesome. <laughs> you could ask for. He also directed Deadpool 2, which I haven't watched, but I've heard is, is arguably better than the first one. Yeah. Um, so Agreed. we know he can do action. We know he can do that sort of slightly tongue-in-cheek vibe, hoping that this kind of marries the two it certainly has a ugh, what would you compare it to almost almost like kick-ass i would put it in that realm or like kingsman yeah because they're very clear characters like yeah. with the prey movie it's the tripe ver like there is a main character because you've got to focus on somebody but they all look very similar like in Careful. their outfits and here it's more like <laughs> Uh, Saints Row, the video game, which is like, yes. oh, look at all these fucking silly characters, which can really work and also can be very annoying. <laughs> yeah. But this this seemed to be another good it's got it, it can go Guy Ritchie, if you're not careful, you know. Is Danny the jeweler? Oh, no. Is uh, <laughs> Stelios the Greek? Like, everyone comes in and has yeah. a little uh, name on screen moment. And certainly this does have its uh, its range of characters. It's an interesting plot, and I hope the action is going to be good. And also, you don't see Brad Pitt kicking ass too much these days. And I think he's underused as um, a, a sort of action hero. Yeah, and a sort of a, it's seemingly unwilling in the trailer. I don't know if that's because he's sort of unwillingly good at his job, that type of thing. Like, I'm, I'm good at it, but I don't want to be a killer, but I have to, or I yeah. get dragged into it. Um, one of the things in the trailer that was really made me go like, 
oh, this is going to be really good if mm-hmm. is they're sitting in the train and fighting, but it's in the quiet part of the train. So this lady keeps shushing them. And I was like, I hope this tr- this old lady kicks ass. And her only because she's shushing people who are trying to kill each other. And I would just like I would hope that she's not against the killing. She's solely against the noise type because that it feels like such a clear character choice. Like, no, she hates noise for whatever reason. You want it to be set in the John Wick world where basically one in three people is actually an assassin. Well, that's why I thought. Yeah, exactly. That's why I thought, oh, this makes all much more sense now. This trailer and what I was thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it could be um it could be a lot of fun. You hope yeah. you hope so. It's got good, you hope so. It's got uh, good Bat Bunny in it. Behind. It's got who in it? Bat Bunny. You don't know Bat Bunny? Puerto Bat. Rican now. Oh, I hope he is Puerto Rican. I thought he was Puerto Rican. Now I'm uh, uh, doubting everything in the world. Oh my god. Oh Neil, you already said that all the Native Americans look the same. You are not doing great. Oh here. god, that's not <laughs> I think I clarified that. <laughs> Okay, while Emil um, frantically backpedals... Um, Puerto uh, Rico. He is Puerto Rico. I, I was right. I was right. <laughs> I don't know who he is. Bad Bunny. So he's a massive uh, music artist. Oh, okay. The reason I know him is because he had a match at WrestleMania two years ago. It, it all year. comes down to the same always. thing, doesn't it? It's he did amazingly well in that. So I have high hopes for him in this movie. That's why I wanted to bring it up. <laughs> Fair enough. We've, I've, we've, I feel like you've come on here and you're trying to hijack this podcast to make it a wrestling podcast when you know I can't read. All right, stop pushing. So WrestleMania 38, <laughs> night one. Let's it's talk about it. It's time for our feature presentation. Let's do it. And now, our feature presentation. Dodge this. Yes, this episode after my foraging around in the weeds to try and find something um, suitable for the podcast. And by weeds, I don't mean like the bad stuff. I just mean I'm rooting around for the good undiscovered gems. Found one, as you know, since RRR, um, in uh, the most respectful way possible, um, I have been um, trying to open my eyes to the world of Indian cinema, which I know is a massive world and basically encapsulates all all movies in all genres. Um, it's like saying European cinema. It's not really a thing. It's yeah. all very different. Yeah. But um, I've just narrowed it down, you know, because this is a podcast about action movies. So I've been specifically trying to um, find some great Indian action movies that both um, scratch the itch of we love action movies and also open my eyes to the world of uh, an entire continent, subcontinent that is producing a shit ton of movies every year that we barely get to see. This time we watched Bali, as you know, to, to fill in the, um, the history a little bit there, but I wanted something new. I wanted something that I hadn't seen or heard much about. Somehow this one came across my radar. It's called mm. Attack Part One. In fact, it came across the radar because we watched the trailer for it a while back on this very a podcast show through lines you love to see and it. finally i gave it a watch yeah it's uh it's streaming on um z z tv the uh the india you've you've all got the internet you're listening to this um you you can stream it you can you can watch it you can do whatever you want uh it is it's being sold as like the the first indian super soldier yeah. It seems like there's a lot of genres that are done a lot, and sci-fi is one that maybe doesn't get too much of a look in in that part of the world. So this yeah. is something of uh not a rarity, but like a new a step in a new direction for Indian cinema. I don't I don't 
I don't know how they're marketing it. You know, um, it blends sci-fi, it blends action, and it blends a known quantity star who is called John Abraham. What a name. Can I just John Abraham? What a he, name. He, that's a, he could be a wrestler with that name. That's his actual name, too, but because it, it sounds like a wrestling name. But it certainly sounds like, oh, you know what? I'm going to pick this name so I can maybe cross over to Hollywood. It has got a Tom Cruise vibe to it, hasn't but it? But it's it's his family name. It's this actual name as far as I could find out. Incredible scenes. Yeah. Well, then he was, you know, destined for uh, cinema. In fact, you know, maybe having read up a lot actually this week on... Uh, the 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 families of of Indian cinema that um, the the RRR guys come through, you know, he could maybe his family is steeped steeped in uh, yeah Indian cinema it, heritage. I forget where I saw that it was saying like, oh, it's very hard to break into that um, industry you know, yeah. in India. Like it's very like, well, if I know you, you get in. If I don't know you, there's uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there was a very interesting. Um, Which, I, by the way, I don't know how different that is from any other movie, <laughs> yeah, like or that. business, or so. Uh, anyway, it's so difficult to talk about this. With like, well, I'm I'm approaching this with the best <laughs> will in the world, and then every time I sort of tweet something or say something, then I see a tweet of of people going like ex- exotifying cinema and blah, blah, and I'm like, I'm really trying my bestest to like read up as much as i can you know to learn about things and i i was like you're doing the work okay that's all that you can do if the only way this would be better would be if you were indian and you could explain this to me (laughs) (laughs) but you're dutch and that is pretty much the opposite as far as i can tell yeah, but I, but I think we're approaching it carefully, and, that, and that's a good thing. Yeah, um, but maybe we should apologize less because at least we are. No, you're right. You're right. I don't. I don't. I'm not, I don't want to be apologetic. I want to be respectful. And and I just realized that, especially in the wake of RRR, the amount of people that are like uh, fanatical about about stuff and so excited to see it cross over to the Western. I want to look at it with. I sort of look at it. I guess in the same way that I looked at Hong Kong cinema in the eighties and nineties when I was first discovering that. And maybe, you know, I was younger and it was like exotic and different, but isn't everything is exotic and different until you, you, you experience it or know about it. Right. So, um, I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, I've never been to India. We don't get exposed to lots of Indian media. So this is exciting in a cultural discovery way in as much as there are traits and tropes that are Every day in India that that are not in our part of the world, and so it's. I, I think for me, the gateway at least has to be a little bit through the the overlap section of the Venn diagram yeah. of where Attack Part One is clearly leaning towards a Hollywoody style movie. There's no song and dance numbers in it. You know, it's it's a quite yeah. a classic tale. It, it felt very White House down at a certain point for some reason. It's like, oh, it's it's that's when it's like, that's the way in. It's like, oh, I know where to put this in the cabinet. That was kind of the payoff already. It's told you it's not worth it. But <laughs> <laughs> but it, if, I don't know if it was this. I think it's partly cinematic, partly that it does take place in the most important political building of, uh, yeah, of the country. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's so why now that we've got all the um, weekly uh, apologies out the way for uh, <laughs> For our, every time we say something that we just don't understand about, yeah, um, you said it so much better as well. About you? cinema, I but I did want—I did want to mention that the that um, very very long article uh, uh, that was sort of about RRR and about Indian history and about Indian movies. Yes. 
It's called Unpacking RRR Indian Politics uh, and Cinema. Um, and it is, oh, the author doesn't put their name at the top, do they? Oh, this is the, I've did the worst research. Every time I think I've got everything I need open, um, I can't, I can't find the, the game. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Anyway, you can read it. Uh, I, it was very, very interesting and eye opening. And then I saw a couple of counterpoints on Twitter. So I don't know where I sit on it, but I definitely think in terms of history and, uh, contextualizing stuff, I, f- I found it very interesting. Yeah. It's. I'm. I'm assuming the discussion about Indian cinema is probably going to be much more subtle than Indian movies. <laughs> Quite possibly. Quite most, possibly. Most yes. So let's get back to Attack Part One. It's yes. A sci-fi action thriller about a soldier who is paralyzed in the line of duty and volunteers to take part in India's first super soldier program where they basically wire a computer inside his brain and then he gets to walk again and be very strong. But also, yeah. it's like an actual computer that like talks to him. <laughs> I thought it was going to just be like Robocop, but it's sort of got elements of that movie Upgrade. Don't know if you saw that, where a guy, you know, like talks to the computer and the computer talks back and he's a dead hard, basically. Mm. Plus Universal Soldier, I suppose you should mention. They're all the classics. So the thing it reminded me of on top of that was Iron Man and um, his relationship with Jarvis. Yes. Like that inner computer. Also a little bit Venom because it's a contentious relationship. Like they have to mm. become friends. And that's also true for Tony Stark as well. And the same. The, oh, the other thing was uh, Portal, the video game. Um, the second one, you have your buddy uh, voiced by Stephen Merchant, this robot. And it's, a ve- it's also like a very similar uh, relationship. So that was awesome. And I I love that that happened. But like I, I think I said with RR, it's all genres except sci-fi. And then they yeah. it, it instantly got fixed with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. And also, like the the, the way they, the super soldier thing, they take their time with that as well. Yes. Uh, like It's not just Captain America. Here's a shot. You're strong now. It's like, no, no, no. We're actually replacing your entire nervous system with nanobots. And this computer is interpreting yeah. the signals in your brain to get that going but it's deep learning like this is the first version so yeah and they do that very well it kind of went it kind of went back and forth from like oh there's a lot lot of a uh, lot of detail i like the, the amount of thought that's gone into that and then little bits where they're like we have a one scientist working on it yeah. and it's just like a girl who looks like a, a youtuber just every, sort of like every single gamer girlfriend colored <laughs> stereotype yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I get it. Yeah, you need like the to put a face to it, to, yeah, uh, and stuff. So it, it was, that is it this was movie quite, in a nutshell. Yeah, oh, it goes that, from being like very serious, very well observed to very like, intricate, every, the complete other end. Like, yeah, oh, it's like it's quite light. He's uh, he's meeting uh, a lady on an airplane. And yeah, it's kind of like a little meet cute, and then solid five minute montage of their oh. entire relationship uh, which i find very interesting this Pixar, happens, i think this happens out. in um in sunak also instead of just kind of going he yeah he's this is his wife he loves her loads mm-hmm. and they illustrate that with like i don't know happy happy anniversary yeah. we're in love yeah there's like Here's us first meeting. Here's us going on a vacation. We're having a lovely time. Like the, Here's our the, entire relationship. 
Yes, like boiled down into a lovely uh, montage. And then, you know, oh, he's gonna propose. No, no spoilers. I think the trailer gives away that um, maybe uh, the love interest doesn't do so well and that motivates him. Mm. Well, yeah, and he gets paralyzed, uh, as you said. And that's one of those, oh, usually, or usually, when I say usually, for me, that's Hollywood movies. Um, they, when somebody gets paralyzed, like that's how you're paralyzed, done. But here we see his mom taking care of him and like all of the things that come along with taking care of somebody who's unable to do that for himself. It's so bleak, but very real. Like he, I don't think this is a spoiler for the movie as much as like, oh, it's a good indicator of how far the movie sometimes goes. He pisses his pants like as he's sitting in the wheelchair just because he's unable to control that. He doesn't have like he's. Yeah. And that happens. I've. I've wiped my grandfather's ass before, like because he was unable to do so. It's rare that it's you very see real all of a sudden. The action and then, star yeah. pissing their pants in the movie. It yeah. has to be said. Uh, those bits were it, it does kind of run the gamut of like wacky sci-fi to like, oh, that's quite serious and sort of re- quite well observed. And then and then when it's gets to that point, then it piles it on a bit more with like some people have broken into his house for no readily apparent reason and like attacked his mom and stolen her wedding ring. We don't know why this happened. Really just so that he can be angry at someone when he gets his powers. Well, even more (laughs) angry. If that felt one of those, well, this feels unnecessary to also have his mom be involved in this. That wasn't, we were were already against the bad guys of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. So that build is so intricate and has spent so much time on. And, but it's also where it feels. So where, it is amazing to get all these genres in one movie. It, it's also a weakness in a in a very lovely Indian bad versus good, two sides of the same coin uh, story, which seems to be happening a lot so far. All these genres really work well, like showing a five minute montage of their entire relationship is so effective. Like, oh, you're on board with all of it, as cheesy as it is in points, but it brings you like, no, 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 they, they really love each other. And so when stuff happens within that relationship, you take it seriously because they just show you fi- they're inv- like they you know these you people. invest in this yeah and that's really truly where a lot of hollywood romance especially in action movies fall down where it's just oh yeah hot guy hot girl okay fine they're the fucking okay let's do this and they yeah. have to kiss at the end which there have been like three m- moments recently and i'm trying to recall them where it felt really forced i'm like i, I don't need it that i didn't need yeah. that yeah yeah i and it take take that's in the way of the good stuff weirdly it's like we don't necessarily need to have a love story and if you do want one take it seriously instead of just having it be like oh wow you really know how to shoot a gun all right (laughs) (laughs) and that be the end of the relationship and like yeah they take their time with it and the same thing with this paralysis but then when it does swing the other way it goes hard the other way as well yeah which yeah yeah, to its uh, weakness a little bit so then um it's it it starts with him being a, a soldier and uh sort of uh, doing a mission on some you know vague baddies lair um anyway cut to 10 years later the the these baddies are back and they're taking over parliament and i'm not sure what their 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 aim is they're kind of they're they're kind of cookie cutter stereotypical in this case muslim terrorist baddies and and i i i think maybe i haven't seen muslim terrorists in Hollywood movies for a while now. I don't know what we're on to. I don't know what like the next thing is. We're back but, to Russia. Yeah, well, almost <laughs> certainly. Um, 
but uh, and this was one of those the things that 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 article um, about RR and Indian politics um, touched on quite a lot. So as I was watching this, I was like, oh, ugh, I don't know, ugh, I don't know if the, the politics of this are murky or it's just like ugh, they can't, they haven't sort of got a better baddie in this and it feels a bit yeah i don't know so that's where it's like it's different from white house down where the politics are vague or not really involved and it's just about saving the president and here it did feel very and i was like i'm bummed i didn't read that article now it felt very steeped in reality of what they're telling you and saying which also like there's a point i don't know if i wrote that down but they oh yeah the sort of main FBI dude, I guess the intelligence of the black hair with the glasses who like yeah. gets him into the program. I f- yeah. don't, I don't know his name. I don't know if it's mentioned even in the movie. Now come to think of it. I don't know if I, if I ever knew it, but he says uh, one final attack at a certain point. And that like, it stopped me in my tracks. Cause like, that's very, and his, uh, he says that one final attack to basically end all violence in the world. Like if we yeah. do this, we eradicate violence forever. And if he call- we do a violent act, it will stop all future violent acts. And one final attack is awfully close to final solution. Yeah. And uh, instantly I was like, I don't, this is bad guy thinking. This is Thanos thinking of like, we just need to get rid of a bunch of people and keep yeah. the good ones. And that's like a path. And they don't go down that, but just no. that one little sentence is what fucking stopped me. Like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, it is so subjective of what good and right is, but really when watching another movie seemingly steeped in political reality that you don't know anything about yeah it it becomes even clearer yeah and i think you know prior to uh this week and reading up a lot about the sort of uh hindu versus muslim situation in uh in that part of the world it does sort of put a slightly different spin on it and like there's a part mm. of me that's like oh I guess you could just kind of not think about that and watch this, but it's quite difficult not to, I guess, once you know that to be being like, yeah. well, I'll just, just enjoy it as a, a fun old action movie with a good old soldier. And I've, I've heard the debate before that, you know, action movies are but by their very nature, slightly right wing. Like they're a, you know, a one man yes. army who's often like a cop, a soldier, you good know, guy with a gun flying yeah. the flag and and that has a baked in it's not like a a leftist way of thinking anyway no um but i think you know and as we've seen in myriad post 911 movies where um you know the muslim terrorists were were the baddies all of a sudden it does it, i guess it does feel hollywood in that sense as well but maybe hollywood like a few years back mm. when when it was quote unquote still okay for <laughs> Muslim yeah. terrorists to be the baddies. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, let's maybe circumnavigate the the slightly questionable politics and just just sort of quickly uh, before the movie even starts. Uh, oh. I just quickly, I just goes reading my notes. Um, it had the same smoking at non smoking ad, I think, in front of it as another movie that I had to download because I couldn't find it streaming anywhere, and it confused <laughs> me the first time. Like, oh, is this the same movie? Like, oh no, wait, this is the smoking ad. I love the ad because I can't understand it. <laughs> and it's a smoking advert that I think was from 1993. Yes! I can't. I don't know Feels when old. they made that advert. but uh, Three months ago, according to the card in front of it. <laughs> Incredible scenes. Also, they, the um, anti-smoking uh, things were on the screen in this one, which is, which is again, a, a thing that happens in uh, uh, a lot of Indian cinema. In Bali, during 
uh, no spoilers, but there are also um, CGI animals, which you'll be very excited to hear. Yeah! <laughs> but in RRI, you know, at the beginning it says all animals are CG. The, it, during the movie, in the corner of the screen, it says CGI. That's like says, American car commercials where they say this driving was performed on a closed off track. Closed drive. Even if they're it just like riding that. in Scotland, driving in Scotland. Riding Takes you Scotland. out of it a little bit when uh, it says CGI on the screen. Oh, yeah. And the same thing when someone is smoking, trying to look cool, and then in the corner, you know, it says smoking kills or whatever. Gotcha. Anyway, that's a cultural thing. Not a huge bit of the, I mean, the way we're apparently trying to solve it is making packs of cigarettes 40 euros by the end of 2040. So Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll, we'll yeah. See. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Nonetheless, <laughs> like we're gonna take alcohol away. Like I don't think you are, buddy. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, but what we can't talk about non-spoiler also is yeah, there's about four '90s music videos in this movie essentially, <laughs> yeah. and that's amazing. Like, and they snap into it. There's some good montaging and gearing up. <sighs> and it's beautiful when he's. Um, this is where like the genre blending really works. When he's in the wheelchair and there's a knock on the door and the camera pans to the door and it's him walking in and instantly like the color saturate again and it's not it's happy again. It's like, my God, they're doing an awful lot of like lifting to make this person, you know, have so that you have empathy for him. Like in his opening in the opening sequence of the movie, they don't waste any opportunity making him look compassionate and like the good guy. True. And it comes back to bite him, and in the also ass. a badass yeah. who can shoot a lot of terrorists. And I literally do wrote down grenade of- spot just because it was so <laughs> unnecessary to do it at that moment. And up until that point, they've been very SWAT like effective and stealthy. Yeah, and then yeah, he just shoots a grenade on somebody and makes him explode, and 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 like turns away <laughs> as he does it. <laughs> it's super and then you're cool. like, I know what kind of movie I'm in for. Yeah, it happens at the end as well, again, where everything is done and it's literally just a 30 seconds of slow-mo and him and fire and that's it. That just making true. him look cool. It's like eight <laughs> different angles of him walking away from fire. So unnecessary. Yeah, and like it's done. Like we, there's yeah. nothing on the line anymore. Yeah. It, feel, it felt weird, weird, but fun. Let's talk about the action in this because yes. let's face it, it's not called Dodge This A let's talk about cultural differences podcast although Mm -hmm. week by week it does appear to be heading in that direction (laughs) we're bringing the world together yeah um i by and large i enjoyed the action in this movie um it does um it sort of straddles i would say the old and the new school of action the Mm. by which i mean the old uh school of a lot of cutting and yeah. speed ramping and attaching your not necessarily trained in martial arts actor to wires and just making them look cool by having them hit one person at a time and then the stuntman does a cool flip. That's that I've seen that a lot in uh, in movies generally, but especially in uh, in Indian movies, um, mm-hmm. that these sort of hyper stylized fight scenes, and then the you know the new school of your sort of uh, your, your your Tiger Shroffs and your Vidyats who are clearly like incredible athletes and ca- and and are keen on the longer takes and are from that like Hong Kong school of I want to see the moves, make sure you know it's me doing that cool move that flip yeah exactly. and this kind of i feel like lands somewhere in the middle like he's a super soldier so he he can do mad shit and he can throw people across the room and there's some nice combos and some nice bits and then there's also some 
mad. He does a double jump at one point. <laughs> um, <laughs> he does. There's a few bits where the camera does it like a 360 and there's, and it's, and it, which it was, more was noticeable. just enough in, right? in my preferred category for me to give those daft batshit moments a pass and be like, yeah, okay, that was pretty cool. There was enough of the other that that itch for me was scratched. Okay. So the reason it mostly started popping out here is because in the article you sent in the first post article written by Seema Sina. Um, about this movie. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote this one down. That's why I didn't want to make you look mad for the other one. It's like, oh, we're not going to talk about our. I won't write that person's name down. Thank you very much. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> he, he wanted to keep it realistic. That's what, one of the points he keeps bringing up in the article. And then in that opening sequence, he jumps through a brick wall. And I'm like, really? Did you, <laughs> but did you try, though? And then maybe by Indian standards, who knows? Right. Uh, I'll have to Up until that point, movies. he'd only shot people with a gun and stabbed them he hadn't yes. like thrown anyone you know over a building or through a, but yes he does he does um jump through a has to be said very bad cgi wall. yeah um <laughs> and that's something that also i found very interesting that and i suppose this speaks to perhaps um the the point where uh where we are with indian action cinema in in that with one hand it giveth and with one hand it doesn't quite giveth you know mm. like the action is quite modern and grounded in some some parts and then in other parts has that kind of wacky uh, unrealistic stuff that slightly takes you out of the fact that he is meant to be like uh, an elite soldier Um, yeah and i think at the same time like some of the cg is really good all the stuff with him like having the like heads up display you know the uh, minority report type i would call it kind of cgi stuff in front yeah. of him twiddling around i think it's all great. that look, looks great it's just a couple world. of bits yeah. there's like some just cg muzzle flares and bullet hits and then the 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 end some of the slow-mo stuff there's just a plane that just looks dreadful <laughs> that like, really felt like somebody was dragging it with a mouse at certain points across the screen this little png just going like no no it's a plane i swear we <laughs> it just felt like maybe the budget ran out a little bit when it got Is to this the end. a lot of overextending done yeah more than an rrr it had a couple of moments like him in our running across the rooftops where all of a sudden like what the hell what is, what is that um yeah, and here there was there was a lot more. Oh, you mm, this stands out and not in a good way, unfortunately, or yeah. but in a in a fun way. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, because it I didn't mind it, but and there's a, there's so much fun to be had. Yeah, and it's just those occasional little bits. Like it all kind of it all builds to this big like like standoff in the parliament, I guess, when it when it slightly becomes a bit White House Downy, as you as you said, um, yeah, or diehard in the parliament or whatever you want to call it. It's like yeah. him in the building with just terrorists. Um, yeah. And then it all kind of builds to this one scene, I suppose, where he, he just all hell breaks loose. Uh, and, uh, and I think like it's what's, what I find interesting is that it, there's, it doesn't quite give me enough in the buildup. There's not quite enough of him sneaking around, taking out the terrorists. Instead, they just put him in the middle of a room and with a hundred terrorists. And they're like, okay, we've got this, we've built this set. The whole action scene is taking place on this one set that we've mm-hmm. built. His men are going to run at him. He's going to shoot all the guys. It's going to be sort fairly batshit, but like, again, halfway between uh, a sort of 
untrained actor with people running at him one at a time and he does one cool move on each of them and they mm. do seven cuts and occasionally cool bits where he does a series of moves and it's like, okay, this feels more modern. This feels cool. And it's like, I would have taken a minute off that action scene to have a few more bits around the building mm-hmm. of him. Like in my head, I had one shot, with the Iron Scott Man, Adkins yeah. movie that mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen, which was- what, what You said one shot, right? One shot, yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. You yeah. did see it, yeah. Yeah. Which was a great example of, we don't really have a lot of budget, but we've got a guy who is very adept and can- film shit in one take like there's the yeah. metal gear solid bit in one shot where he creeps around and knifes yes. up a load of people yeah. and it ends in a really impressive fight that is all done in one shot and in this there were just a few bits where i wanted less cutting and less camera trickery and like let me just see this dude being a hard yes ever since you i think you pointed it out that the dancing in rrr is all they're all in full view so you see the entirety of the choreography that they've created and then it it, it, um, it referenced west side story which i haven't seen but apparently it does not do that and i thought about that with, with, with a lot during all the action takes where i was like i'm not necessarily seeing what's happening when you're trying to tell this visual story and fighting is a set, is a visual story. That's what fighting is in movies anyway. Outside yeah. of that, f- go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> like, <this laughs> Unless really, it's wrestling. And le- well, you like UFC, but but that's what I mean. That's where I, I mean, that's the school I come from, wrestling. And that that's very much a visual storytelling art because when you're there live, guess what? You don't hear the commentators. So they better be good at, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson was like one eyebrow up and 80,000 people go mental. Yeah. That's good visual storytelling, like how he got there. Yeah. Uh, yes. And so with a lot of the fight, it's just stuff happens and then it's done, which feels like a thrown away opportunity, especially with his inner Alexa, as they referred it to, um, Ira, which I forget what that stands for at the moment, but it's, it's short for something. Where it's like, oh, I would have happily watched the entire movie, you uh, interacting with Ira while you're doing this. Because there's a lot there that they don't fully explore, which I guess is another like weakness of that genre blending stuff, maybe. Um, because in that final sequence, Ira is essentially his therapist. And he like the only way for him to overcome this is by dealing with trauma and he does that it all happens internally it all happens in his head but it's it's a yes yeah, definitely a sequence yeah yeah and i think the While first time to, like, you see it. the powers unleashed you do get that a little bit and it has that yes a slightly sort of comedic element and it very much reminded me of uh, upgrade which i was a very underseen but quite enjoyable sci-fi movie where a guy gets a similar thing put into his head it's by i think it's by lee Wanell, the guy who did saw so it's like mm, okay. quite grisly anyway it's got some incredible fight scenes where it's um ah uh, what's the dude's name i think it's your boy um logan marshall <laughs> green nah, i can't remember his name absolutely absolutely fuck that um i'll dub it in after um, but he moves like a robot in this kind of like, you know, it's like predicting the things. Anyway, it looks really cool. So gotcha. the first time that he tests out his powers in attack part one, there is a little bit more of that. You know, he tries to hit a guy and is just like, let me hit the guy. And then he's like deactivated and is like, yeah. well, Ira, why have you turned me off? Whatever. And you know, there's no, like, I thought you didn't need me. That's what you right. said. It's sort of yeah. some surprising, like comedic beats that work quite nicely within that. And in that one, and I and the, and this is the, the a sort of a slight uh, heads up to my action replay moment, but it's like 
he, he someone hits him and then the the computer in his head goes uh-oh he shouldn't have <laughs> done, done that, that. <laughs> and then it's like activating super combo fight mode level two in the most video game way and then he like absolutely whoops ass in a very very cool um moment but also and quite video video gamey as well super video yeah. gamey yeah and then the later bit the sort of the the big big action scene that happens in parliament you know he does as you say is this like uh sort of therapeutic overcoming trauma you have to defeat your own personal demons before you can you know move on um, and move forward yeah, yeah un- unlock uh, the next level yeah and then it's just like uh, achievement unlocked kill 100 people and then there's no real interaction <laughs> with the computer in his head at that point aside yeah, from a few oh. like first person shooter bits which were quite uh, you know to compare it to a video game i, I think is fair because it that, does f- those felt those like bits. pitches to me <laughs> because the other thing that's very video gamey is yeah so the place where it's implanted tony stark has it in, in front of his chest that's the battery this thing is powered by his brain that's why when he gets knocked out it it's as they say it's a screensaver do you understand yeah. that as it was like yeah that's the literally the most simplest thing of saying you're gonna see some <laughs> images that are already in your brain um <laughs> like so the ring is at the back of his head which reminded me of hitman which is a video game also a yes. movie or two maybe even which and, and the matrix works in, in the, the real spot, world, isn't it? Yes, it's in a matrix spot. Perfect. Yeah, which wouldn't work in the real world. Like you would be the worst hitman if you'd had a very distinguishable like little ring light. Like oh, there he right. is. And if you hit it, you can be deactivated. Yeah, it's like the button on your remote control that just yeah. puts you on standby. <laughs> oh my gosh! All you have to do, guys, is touch yeah. that. Like give him a uh, Spock neck pinch, and he's done. He's out. Yeah, and and it's a shame the Ira the the inner computer uh d- d- isn't in it as much because there's so much but because she's a bit like data of star trek she's trying because she's learning throughout like it's not this whole settled thing there's a wonderful little run they have with well there's a difference between expression and an order um it's like oh yeah there are like oh she has to learn all of that still and that is interesting you could do so much with that and there's quite a funny moment where he's talking to his superior and she's kind of chipping in and he's like arguing with her and trying to be serious with the with his severia, which I think works very nicely. And so now I love that stuff for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess then when it gets to the really serious terrorist denouement, the, uh, they dial that down a bit and, and whether or not that was like, that's like a conscious choice or just that they kind of crammed in so many different ideas from, you know, different sci-fi tropes and stuff that it's, it's difficult to check all those boxes throughout the movie. Yeah. And then the finale happens and it, and it kind of peaks and then it goes on a bit. And I think, what did I talk about last time? Um, I talked about another movie that I watched where, oh, it was Commando 3, Vidiot with Vidiot, <laughs> where the antagonist <laughs> yeah, is another, sadly, another Muslim terrorist who is such a badass the whole movie as as is the the baddie in this such a badass yeah. the whole movie he was my favorite and then he just he doesn't really get to like face off with no. the good guy he's just kind of dispensed with in and seconds. not even in the best way i quite liked that it was like a ooh, it's good just my kill. action replay i thought was the better version <laughs> of that 
and uh, and it's a shame it's within the same movie. Yeah, otherwise I think it would have been probably fine. Although a little bit disappointing that we don't get a little bit more of it. Yeah, yeah. which I guess is the overall feeling for me because of the slightly unbalanced genre blending and storytelling. Like it leaves you wanting a whole lot more at the end of it. Right. So like ah, oh, but I want. I, but this can be explored. And th- yeah, and this is a whole thing. Like he hates um, this guy. This guy's really bad. He's murdered all these people, and then like, all right, here they are. They're on the airport tarmac. He's got yeah. a knife. And then it's just, oh, oh, okay. Oh, we're, okay, oh, we're done, are we? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And there's also like, there's a chief henchman, you know, like a really big yeah. henchman guy who you're like, okay, have, he have, have a big uh, fight with him. He's the, he's the sem- guy you got to se- defeat, right? He's the boss before fight? the boss. Yeah. yeah the, the boss fight. <laughs> yeah. There's semi-boss no boss fight? fight in this. And that's, uh, I had the exact same criticism of Commando 3. Mm. No boss fight. Yeah. Um, which I found slightly, slightly disappointing as well as the, the, the boss fight the, or the baddie is like sort of the baddie, but then there's a bomb now, oh, no, yeah. what are they going to do? And then they do something and I'll be honest, I still couldn't tell you what they actually did. <laughs> <laughs> what with the bombs? When the bomb at the end. Made oh no, yeah. Made zero sense. No, made, that made zero sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, so that's the unbalance that I, that I mean, because there's weird great details in places my absolute favorite is the is when he's done like the 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 sequence you just referenced where he's sort of learning how to work with this new inner fighting system if you will yes after he's done there's a there's a little rotating shot where he goes like all right 12 injured blah 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 and one of the dudes he strangled with a light string he put him in a sling with the light (laughs) string and it's so intentional it's like i didn't even see that like he's clearly slinged up. Like oh, even in that nice. moment, they're like, "No, no, he's going to take care of him. He's not going to kill anybody. He's going to beat them up." Yeah, and then he's yeah. he's going to take care of him. It's fine. Yeah, but then there's like ridiculous shit, like a shot of him just hanging outside of the helicopter, going to the building. Like, what? No, you sit inside the helicopter. That's what every that's <laughs> what every on. single action movie's ever done. Which is like, you sit oh, boss, inside the helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you should know protocol. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I noticed now with this movie and RRR is like, oh, yeah, the thing they pick is very much the tropes of all these genres. And like, well, this works well in a rom com if we have a little montage. So let's use that to progress our love, st- our, our, yeah, our love story. Um, but there's, they literally ripped the swordfish explosion at one point. Yes. I quite and liked it. I wasn't it. mad at it. Yeah. yeah not at all. I liked I was like, it. Yeah. F- why not? There's, there's no trademark on that. Nobody says true, you can't yeah. do it. That was an all right bit of CGI as well. That yeah, was what's uh, fine. Not great. I mean, not the best, but better than the, the helicopter and the bricks the wall. at the beginning. For some reason, objects hitting people is still a thing. CGI isn't able to work out. Like, yeah, like I referenced at the beginning, car crash, <laughs> car hitting person, not quite there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and there's a bit. So there's those amazing details. I'm so glad I just saw that note. But there's a bit where he's standing against the wall and there's a door and the bad guy, the main bad guy walks through that. And then the, the the shot pans like goes from him behind the wall to the door, and then moves uh, further back, revealing that our hero is on the other side. Oh like, yeah, there is nice. nowhere for him to hide. He just walk right in front of the back guy. There's no <laughs> way they can. What the hell? Very much like in one shot where when he is creeping around, it's like, well, they see him. They have to. <laughs> this is the video game part where you have that little cone saying, the "This is how far solid, the bad yeah. guy can see." Yeah. Huh? What was that noise? What was that? Noise? I just saw somebody 
10 I think meters I away. Them. Nah, it's, uh, it's 11 meters away. Never mind. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see anything. <laughs> yeah. So weird unbalance with that wasn't needed. He could have just walked away the other direction. Like that's fine to have him move, but why make him walk right in front of him? It's and- weird, isn't it? On the suspension of disbelief ometer, it like goes up to a point where you're like, yeah, 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 I'll allow, I'll allow. And then for some reason, there's just these little things where you go, nope, won't allow that. I'm afraid. Yeah, I'll allow a uh, super soldier with a computer in his mind. That's fine. Yeah, but that guy would have seen him in his peripheral vision. No, sir. nope. <laughs> I think it's really because I understand peripheral vision. I <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, understand yeah. nanobots. <laughs> fair. That's absolutely fair. It's Pendulette. It's one of my favorite things. Pendulette says when you're reading the newspaper and there's an article about something that you know a lot about, that article guaranteed is going to be full of mistakes. Right. And then you're like, oh, I can't believe they got that bit wrong. And it's like, yeah, you just don't know about the, all the other stuff. They get mm-hmm. touch, People get things wrong all of the time. Exactly. Because, you know, yeah. It's, that, it's that's why it's budget. impossible to read that very lengthy piece about RRR and know how much of it is, quote-unquote, uh, true exaggeration, not not true, whatever. It's a great read. Yeah. I'll link it in the notes. There's definitely some really interesting stuff. Um, sorry to circle it back around to RRR. Go but for it. I have to say it a certain number of times for the search algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> i'm never mad to bring back uh, at all. not true at all um i think uh for my final thoughts are i um i enjoyed this movie i thought it was a it was um, a cute little surprise wasn't expecting too much going in but it delivered enough nice things i hadn't seen before fun ideas twists on old classics um that i think it's it's definitely worth a look yes uh i i would i would agree with that i think maybe in our little conversation we bitched about it a bit more than is real i guess or yeah like there's a lot of positive stuff but yes yeah spoiler country so we, uh, we, we don't do that a hundred percent and ultimately it, it is the feature presentation and i did watch three other potential movies and it made it on so as i've said before <laughs> and apart from in very rare circumstances i try to pick movies that i like to be the feature presentation otherwise sure. it's just us slagging off fistful of vengeance for 45 minutes <laughs> once in a while that's okay but uh this could have been about interceptor and it would have been a very different vibe on the right. uh, on the pod i suspect i i enjoyed this a great deal which means before we go i would love to hear your action replay moment my action replay moment and i did actually replay this as i watched it uh, like i i went back about six times you did a live action replay yeah i was like whoa, whoa, whoa. let's see that again because <laughs> that was enjoyable um yeah i almost hesitate to actually now bring that up because it is such a good moment that took you don't me- have to spoiler it but you can kind of like you know talk around it so just mainly it's so a, that i know <laughs> one, one of the bad one of the bad guys uh takes is torturing the scientist lady and he walks in and takes care of business against orders from the military. Yes. And I the know way he takes care of the bad guy, one cinematically, it's the main bad guy walking through the room, putting together what has happened in the room. That's yeah. what's triggering us seeing these replays, essentially. So I it, quite it is, it's a that, replay in the movie. Yeah. At the time, yeah. I was like, you motherfucker, you're not going to show us him taking out this whole room and then yeah. they sort of did they quite do li- quite liked it yeah which i'm just realizing so it is an action replay within an action movie <laughs> and it's not made the action replay <laughs> it's action replay inception it's just it there was a sort of smoothness to his action of taking care of him 
that is the final I, is one worth right? the price it's, of admission. Yeah. The, the, yeah. 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 It's a good kill. Let's leave it there. Uh, if you've seen Cube, you might get a, uh, <laughs> yeah. an idea of what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I wish they'd taken it slightly further, but I understand why not. <laughs> it was very, it was very solid. Mine is the um, bit that we talked about briefly before the video game activating super combo mode, mode double two. down street fighter turbo which <laughs> is absolutely down, ridiculous down, a, B, start, yeah. but um the actual shot is like a the camera kind of revolves around him it's very doing, doing in Bay. these two guys yeah and i kind of watched it again and i was like hmm are they are they just on a green screen and the whole background is cg couldn't work it out or did they do the it's whole thing in slow motion and they sped it up and sewed it together? No, because there's places where his face is like CGI'd in. So I think it's, yeah. it's a whole mashup of things, it felt like, which made it feel great. I quite liked watch. it anyway. It was it, yeah, it was, was um, OTT, um, but it w- did feel like a rare, slightly extended take where you got to see him do more than one move, like a few combos stitched together. Um, so that's my action replay moment. It's a good one. And with that... Emil, we have reached the end of episode 14. We did it! Of Dodge This, a um, cultural um, tapestry weaving (laughs) together the world podcast Mm -hmm. that is hosted, unfortunately, by two white guys. And if one of those white guys goes away, a different white guy fills in. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry, the world. Uh, That's apologies. I'm doing my best over here. Well, it's going to happen. Hey, thank you so much for um, stepping so in welcome. for old uh, Maddie Poos. Um, it was so enjoyable. I've, I had like uh, a rough couple of days with work, very, very busy, and I was so looking forward to this. And uh, so thank you, sir. You're more than welcome. Um, hopefully we'll have you back at some point in the future. There's no doubt about that. If people want to find you in the world, where can they find you? So I actually have something to plug, Simon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here we go. But I've recently, so at, at, I work at Boom Chicago with Simon, and I'm I'm the tech guy who lights and sound. Now, at the end of fully improvised shows, I recently started always trying to get a sort of a credit slide, sort of a mid-scene credit, this little amuse-boot. Well, not amuse-boot, because <laughs> that would be before it. So like a little, not dessert, but just literally the cherry on top of the cake. Take that off, put it at the end, go like, oh, this was a laugh we weren't expecting. It's a little, As, it's a visual that yeah. like sums up some of Sorry, the yes, things that have happened slide, in yeah. the show, right? Like yes. we improvise scenes and Emil will pull out some like quotes or memorable visuals and put together like a montage picture of representing all of that. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a moment that stood out so massively that I just want to sort of recreate that or recreate that in a yeah sort of a mashup way. So I started posting these on Instagram at fireside.panda. Fireside.panda. If you like, if you like your memes to be really weird and without any context whatsoever, zero context. I, I won't explain. <laughs> That's on Instagram, FYI. He is also on Twitter, but no, never on Twitter. You exist unless on I get Twitter. tagged in an RRR tweet. I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can be found all over the internet at uh, Simon Fielder, Instagram, Twitter. Hit me up. Um, love to hear your recommends. Um, Matt will be back in the future. So um, it's there's a few exciting things coming up. Hopefully we still get Top Gun Maverick. We've got Bullet Train coming out uh, in July. 
If you've got any good um, outside of the mainstream action movie recommends, those are the ones I love. Like Attack Part 1. I don't know. We just found the trailer. Now we watch the movie. Some stuff from different parts of the world. Love to hear your recommends. Hit us up on um, on Twitter with your suggests and um, we can, well, I just bloody love watching action movies, mate. So I'll have a look at them. <laughs> and if we like them, we'll put them on the podcast. In the meantime, thank and you between so much time. for joining us. <laughs> That's, that should be your, do that with Matthew the next time. That's your little tag out enemy you were trying to look for. You say, and in the meantime, and then Matthew goes, and between time. <laughs> and then together you say, we'll, we'll dodge next time. Ah, I fucked it. Yeah. This is why we. But there's something there. Fade it out. In the meantime, in between time, that's a good action. I'm just. That's a hard fit. I've already. Next time I'm out. What? Yeah.